welcome to the Weird Science Pop Culture Podcast, where we're all a couple of lost boys just feeding our need for pop culture. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And that's what I got for you, Jim. What are you going to do about that? You're still going with that? That's the same, <laughs> the same intro. I'm telling you, we're not even called the Lost Boys anymore, and you're going to stick with that goddamn intro uh, well, until go, the go. day you die, you and then the come gym. back. You were in the gym. You heard freaking uh, I, I still believe... I the day we decided not to call ourselves Lost Boys, that means something. The universe wants something. us to do something you with it. You want to feed your, your need for – you got to feed your need for pop culture. Your need for pop culture. That's the bestest when you have that <laughs> scream at the end. Uh, yes, welcome to the Weird Science Pop Culture Podcast for the week of February 8th, 2017. It's going to snow tonight, Eric, and me and you are decided it that we're not going to go to work tomorrow. Snow. You said that one snowflake hits that, that street, you're done. Yeah. And I'm waiting. I told my kids. It's like a catch-22 with us. I said, we're not going to go to bed until it starts snowing, and it's not going to snow, and then they're going to be tired. Because it's supposed to start you. snowing at 1 a.m., and it's supposed to come hot and heavy. I'm right? a 34-year-old man acting like I'm in goddamn fucking uh, seventh grade here well, waiting we, for the yeah. snow day. Well, we were at work, and a lot of people just came up to us and said, yeah, nobody's coming into work tomorrow. And I said, <laughs> this has been a very mild uh, you know, winter here in Quakertown, Pennsylvania. I think people are just itching to have a snow day. And I it's have very been. odd to me, but they are. But, yes, uh, I want to I tell everybody. any excuse but, not to go to work. Oh, yeah. Oh, I will, too. I didn't go yesterday. I don't want to go tomorrow. I don't think I'm going to go tomorrow. No. Even if uh, snowflakes don't come, I'm not going to go and I'm going to run over to your house and have confetti, uh, you know, over your window. I'm going to climb up. You are on the third floor, third correct? Floor. I didn't even know there were third, three floors over at your place. I'm just going to have confetti out there, and then you're going to stay home, and it's going to be funny. You're going to run out in your pajamas, and then people are going to laugh at you. Pajamas? Yeah, your pajamas. I was thinking of The Simpsons when he comes running out when it's supposed to be snow. And it's a <laughs> seasonably, unseasonably warm day. And then they make fun of America. I just want to tell everybody right off the bat, this will be the last episode, Eric. The last episode that will appear and on the Weird Science DC Comics feed. Uh, so if you're getting this podcast on our big podcast feed, our Weird Science DC Comics feed... You'll get this one, but that's it. You'll have to switch Weird over. Weird Science pops over on its own yeah, deal now. You'll have to switch over to the Weird Science Pop Culture Podcast feed, which is now on iTunes, Pocket Casts, I think the one guy was yelling about. I don't Possibly. know. Stitcher, an old shoe, Eric, it's playing somewhere, an old shoe. I got and an possibly old one of Eric's mom's old boyfriend's car radio. Yeah, You think that one of your mom's old boyfriend's car radio only has AM radio still? Think he's Honestly, got like I'm some... pretty sure they're all dead from hepatitis by now. Really? Yeah, that's true. Or some well, kind of heroin. Well, overdose. I didn't say anything about them. I'm just asking about their car. Somewhere their car is their hepatitis <laughs> or, or possibly some other crazy disease. Uh, yes, but if you want to follow the podcast, it is on iTunes, all, all those things. And if you want to rate and review it, that'd be awesome, too. Do it. Uh, we're also on Twitter. And on Twitter, we're at Weird Science Pop, and we're also at Podbean uh, at Weird Science DC Comics. Or no, what am I doing? I wrote down I the wrong know. thing. Weird Science Pop Culture Podcast Podbean dot com. Uh, just See, just calling it strike lost that would have been a lot easier. I'm telling you, strike that one off, off <laughs> what I just said because I have no idea. I don't know why I cut and paste that one. Uh, yes, Lost Boys. I, we wanted to keep the synergy of oh, the I brand. Know. I'm starting to think that maybe we should have stayed with the Lost Boys because <laughs> even though I could never get the name right, uh, it was easier to kind of differentiate between I them. Agree. But if you like pop culture, 
Come on over to the pop culture, Eric. If you like Do DC it. Comics, go to DC Comics. Joe Need. If you're a fan of Image Comics, you're fucked. You're yeah, fucked up, up the fuck river without a fucking paddle. We oh. are explicit as well. I, yeah. I do want to mention that if, if you haven't caught on to that as well. But we're going to start off the podcast with a little somber news. It seems like every podcast is uh, a death, starts off the podcast. And I have to say, uh, maybe I caused this, Eric. I, I'm not sure. Uh, but did I do? did say to you, I didn't do it. This is oh, Richard no, Hatch did. of yeah. Battlestar Galactic. I did not seek him out and do anything, uh, luckily. No, what I said to you was we didn't have a lot of news. And then I mentioned to you on the side, I don't know. Somebody will probably die. We need a death. I'm like, we've had enough <laughs> yeah. death, Jim. You said Let there's it go. enough death. I said there's never enough death. Every day, more children are born. We gotta fucking, you know, get rid of the the old. I'm saying, I want this to be the pop culture podcast, not the weird science obituaries. I think that. How about the uh, like the dead Deadpool uh, podcast? We can just the have Deadpool, and I don't mean the like character about who I'm, we think's gonna die next. Yeah, and we just say that until we're right, and and then, and then happen, at one but, point we talk about the fifth freaking uh, Dirty Harry movie, the Deadpool. Then we talk about that, and then somehow I mention you. Are on oh, the Deadpool list, and then it's over. Then the next week, nobody knows what happened. I don't want to play. Uh, you don't want to play anywhere? Well, this is a death, and I know this is kind of uh, shitty for us to joke. <laughs> I guess that's what we do. <laughs> Richard well, look, we are not. We're not joking about his death. We're celebrating his life in jest. Oh, are we? Yes. Richard Hatch of Battlestar Galactica, dead at 71 from pancreatic cancer. That's a good run. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 71. That's good. Uh, he was the only actor to appear in both the original series of Battlestar Galactica and its more recent reboot. And, yes, he is pretty much known as Captain Apollo in the yeah. original sci-fi series Battlestar Galactica, which you were not a big fan of. I watched as a kid. Uh, only because I was starved for sci-fi. Oh, that makes and sense. That it's right the there, thing. right between Star Wars and Empire. You needed yeah. something yep. at that point. And that's, they really, it slipped in. The Cylons look cool as hell. I had a watch, Eric, that looked like a Cylon. That's, Best that's, goddamn that watch I ever had. That is actually the coolest thing that Battlestar Galactica has ever given me. You the telling Cylon. me about this watch. Yeah, hell yeah. And it was awesome. And I loved, I did love the Cylons. My buddy across the street from me growing up had a lot of Battlestar Galactica uh, figures, action figures, and play sets and things. And he had now, like that the, line could not have gone on that long. No, but he had like the Cylon Raider uh, ship. Yeah, yeah. Was probably, I told you, I said, I've seen, I've probably seen the Cylon Raider ship. The yeah. goddamn best action figure ship I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. And I told you, one of the big things was that was one of the big times where they had a recall oh, because it, you know what that's it right because that's where i know it from because we actually spent yeah. a day talking about this yeah i told you about this and it, the, that and the i can't remember i'm trying to think of the battle side and i should even remember because they called it the same thing in the reboot i can't remember the uh the battlestar galactic the good guy ships uh that starbuck well, yeah i was a big starbuck fan uh, but yeah, they had those missiles that actually shot out, and then you put in, and you know it had a spring or whatever, yeah. and you'd hit the back and it'd shoot out. Some kid choked on it like a stupid idiot, and they <laughs> recalled it. So my buddy had it was like Boba Fett's missile. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, really. They, they, my buddy had the original, and they had a big thing on the news. And I, his mom worked for Prism. Eric, which was the local cable company. So I think she even did some news thing or whatever. Was so that she local? Was, uh, well, it was this area. Prism was okay, a I didn't lot realize this, Prism area. Was just yeah. this area. And uh, she was like up on the news and stuff. And uh, she ended up getting all of his ships and sending them back so that they could resend them with the missile that just pops out and doesn't go 
you know, unattached. It just juts out there It a just bit. juts out like a stupid thing. It, it's <laughs> the worst. And he was so upset. I was like, why did you tell your mother? And he's like, eh, she knew. She was on to him. Her name was Beverly. Oh, Bev. She had a uh, license plate that said Bizwitch, and it was Beverly Zane Women in Cable. <laughs> Because she was a big cable person at the prism, and we used to yell it. And Matt, the, her uh, her son, <laughs> used to cry every time we'd yell it. We, hey, Bizwitch! And then he'd cry. And we did it more than Eric, and we laughed and laughed. I'm telling you, somehow you started Biznatch back in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But yeah, uh, Hatch played Captain Apollo in the original sci-fi series, and a different character, Tom Zarek, in the reboot from 2004 to 2009. That's uh, the thing. It's like I never got into, like, I was born in 82, so I kind of missed out on the Battlestar de- deal. Yeah. But even now, it's like I look for these old sci-fi shows. I love Doctor Who. I love Star Trek and, like, the next generation and all that good stuff. Yeah. Battlestar, I tried to get into and could not. Even the reboot back in 2004, everybody was clamoring everybody about the looks, show. Everybody and is like, really into it. I got into it late then. I, I waited for it to get on Netflix. I started watching. No. I'm like, all right, I'm going to fucking sit down. I'm going to enjoy this because everybody's talking it up. It's got to be yep. great. I got four I liked it. in. I was bored out of my goddamn yeah, mind. I, I liked it, but I only got as far as people were watching it. I, I don't even know what episode this would be, but it's the episode. I believe the episode would have been called Scar, and it was about a, like a, a Cylon uh, that they couldn't beat. And they, they kept – that was my last episode I watched. And this may be the fifth episode of the whole series. It may and, be like, well, uh, you know, the, the 80th. I can't remember. I got really into it for the Cylons a very for the most short part, time. Though, because they got into this whole, you know, the human Cylon deal yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah. And all I wanted was those big bulky robots from yeah. the original series because yeah, of how cool they Yeah, it became that mystery looked. of who the Cylons were and you had – I, you I know, didn't those want that. They were sexy ladies. Yeah, like sexy ladies. I, yeah, I didn't want my silence like that. I liked them to look like they're like uh, shiny toasters with Damn that right. that light going back and I'm forth. You, was the Jim, scariest I thing. I even watched all of Red Dwarf, and I could deal with that Ooh. more than I could deal with Battlestar. I'm telling you, when I saw the Cylons, to me, that was like the evolution of the Stormtrooper. Oh, it really I was. I was like, holy shit, this is stepping it up. And, and I like the into, whole. Uh, what was it 81? Battlestar 81? Yeah, I, I did not. I think it was 80. <laughs> I did not watch that. I did not watch that. Uh, There was a lot of other sci-fi things that I tried to get into that were very similar to Battlestar Galactica. Like, you just try. Like, Battle Beyond the Stars, the movie with fucking John Boy. I I just desperately wanted to watch everything. And really, the next thing that I really took to would have been Thundar the Barbarian, the cartoon that really had some shit that I liked. But But not He-Man. No, 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 because that didn't have enough sci-fi for me, I think. I was really into sci-fi at that point more than fantasy. Even though once Clash of the Titans came out, Eric, I shifted gears. But Now you're a fantasy boy. Now I'm a fantasy boy. Indeed. And that, what was the next show you got to? Alien Nation? Yeah, I, I, I liked Alien Nation. Uh, I'm trying I'm to think you, of some I watched other... all these terrible shows growing up just because yeah. these were like Alien Nation. Remember that fucking terrible Canadian show, Forever Night, the Vampire Show? Oh, yeah. Oh, that oh, was a I piece of crap. I watched so much of that, though. Did you watch Birds of Prey at all when that originally came No, out? I didn't, actually. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, you watch, like, your was it your mom who watched Dark Shadows? And stuff oh, yeah, like she that, watched you, that all yeah. the time. Yeah, and then like, I remember, like, I think that's, it was Now we're going back and forth, but yeah. Yeah, I think it was 89 or 90 when they tried to reboot that series, and I really got into it, like, you know, as a young kid. I'm like, but then it was canceled almost immediately, as I yeah. recall. And then yep. I'm telling you, I'm watching Sliders, Mantis, you know, it's goddamn, the sci-fi. Mantis, I, I Mantis is a good one to actually, I, 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 I'm saying a good one to bring up. 
Not yeah. a good show. That, no. that Manus was the one of the biggest jokes with me and my friends. Anytime we watched something that we thought would be canceled immediately, oh, here we go. Here's another, another Manus. Manus. <laughs> we just laugh. Uh, in fact, my one friend, he's a piece of shit, but he, he didn't like Manus because it involved a guy in a wheelchair. <laughs> He, he didn't like flat, any right? show with guys in a wheelchair. No, he didn't say that. Though I, I suspect, God. I suspect that was uh, you know unsaid. But it you was mean more our a wheelchair. Was a black guy in a wheelchair. Yeah, a black I'm guy out. in a wheelchair. Not on my watch, Eric. <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't even watch. I think was Manus. Do you even know? It, it seems to me like it was on a Friday night or something like that. I, I would could never not even call anymore. Though I never did anything when I was a kid. Uh, at that point, I wanted to watch at that point, uh, Fantasy I, like, Island and Love Boat. Okay. Now, That's okay, all Manus I wanted to watch. Out, you were already out of college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Manus. But, yeah, uh, Love Boat and Fantasy Island, I believe, were Saturday night shows, and that was my right. whole thing. I never went out. Uh, I was a loser, so nobody asked me to parties or whatever. I just I'm wanted saying, to watch TV. I'm surprised you haven't made fun of me because I was telling you about my horror movie nights every Friday night. I'm like, wow. well, Eric, you didn't have anything else to do on a Friday night? No. I had yeah, it's so funny, and you're like, yeah, you know what? I had a Friday night movie night, and I'd order the stuffed crust pizza, and I'd say to you, like, oh, did you order you know, two? And you'd say, no, eight pieces is enough for me. You were by yourself, Eric. <laughs> Nobody showed up. You're you're sitting there. Hey, Tommy, you having a good time? Yeah, boss. Yeah, that's all still, you did. You made a fucking. Still, I don't think voices. I ever told you because my Friday night would be the horror movie night. I would have Saturday yeah. night. Joe Bob Briggs is doing Monster Vision on TNT, so now I'm and watching that Saturday now, night. Now, now you're at his slumber party, <laughs> and you just keep telling me, "Yeah, my buddy Joe." I had no idea it was a horror host. <laughs> fucking keeping you company. Look, look, uh, you gotta yes. get your friends where you can get them. All right. That is true. I, I know how that is. I did not have a lot of friends, but. This is where we're going to move on to another bit of talk about TV, Eric. We'll keep it at the TV section because people who listen to our DC Comics podcast will know that I mention a lot of times that I do not get to watch a lot of TV. And I'm not being a pretentious prick with the, oh, well, I do not watch the the idiot box, the boob tube. It's that I have five kids and they – they, they commandeer the TV. <laughs> we actually have two TVs, but five kids, two TVs doesn't work out. So I end up watching a lot of stuff with my two youngest kids. And so I don't get to watch a lot of stuff. I don't get to watch even movies like a uh, – well, I – what do I – now I can't even remember. What's the movie that I haven't watched? Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. I'm, I'm going Once blank. Once you watch yeah. it, you'll never forget. Yeah, see? I, I don't get to watch TV a lot. So when I actually do watch a You mean the American show, classic Shawshank Redemption? Yes, yeah. I, I haven't watched that, but I've watched three times uh, now since this weekend. I've watched The Brothers Grimsby. Which uh, is not appropriate, Eric. It's not appropriate. Within about 10 minutes of that movie, they get Daniel Radcliffe contracts eight, Eric. Eight. I'm like, this, it's weird. That movie is not just not appropriate, it's also ridiculously not funny to me. I, I just but, imagine you sit back and say, like, okay, my kids are going to watch this new Sasha Baron Cohen flick. He has a good track record for being kid-friendly, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a great track record. I, he, They just started watching. I've given up. I really have. I, I've completely given up. They what, start parenting? watching this movie. Yeah, no, just keeping them from things. I can't stop them. 
They watch worse things. I, I said uh, today we're driving home from the gym. Uh, my youngest son's birthday was yesterday, and he got a basketball. So we went to the gym. We're shooting some hoops, and I schooled him as as always, Eric. You know, yeah, yeah. and Happy it's birthday, really good son. for it's really good for a, a parent to know that they could beat their eleven year old in basketball. Uh, we're driving home, and this is no can. lie. As we're driving home, uh, Logan's in the back seat and goes, "Dad, h- how is it being in a sexless marriage?" <laughs> the hell are you talking and then rafe just starts shaking his head and he's like so sad so sad and, they, and i'm like what the hell and then the, uh when we were uh celebrating his birthday yesterday uh somehow it came up again like this is the whole thing this is the big talk in the house and somebody said like oh dad you're gonna go have your six month reunion because i think one day i was yelling at tanya we were arguing and i said jesus christ we haven't had any action in six months so now anytime i go anywhere near the upstairs i hear this what is it six you know six month reunion i'm like oh so they said something i said no you know me having sex it's like bigfoot and I meant that it was like a, a myth, that it never happens. Right away, Logan's like, what? Because it's big and hairy? I'm like, I don't even want to talk about this. I'm going for a walk. But, yeah, he asked me how it was in a sexless marriage, my 11-year-old. He, he's grown up. Oh, that's, he's grown uh, up. Here. That's but yeah, awesome it's from right watching the Brothers Grimsby. I, I just could, I'm telling you, this is why I don't have children. I just can't imagine these words coming out of a child's mouth. I've after. given up. I, I'm telling you, I've I've completely given up any sort of parenting. They can do that now. I just let them go. They're like wild animals. Uh, but the show that I actually have been watching, and it's only two episodes in, but it's Riverdale, yeah. and I really really enjoy it. And I was a fan of the Archie comics when I grew up, but not. I was not a big. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not sitting there and like, oh, when I used to read the Digest and stuff, I would get the Digest in the school book club and read them. And I thought they were cool, but I also got, like, peanuts and things like that. It just was amongst a bunch of well, other say, things like, Ar- that I Archie had. Archie wasn't a comic book that I picked up as a kid regularly. I, if I got, like, a collection of a bunch of stuff that my like I got at a yard yeah. sale or something like yeah. that, I would have an Archie. But mostly... I knew all about Archie just because of the cartoons and yeah, shit. Yeah, the cartoon up. I loved. And the other thing about it is that they have Riverdale. It's based on the Archie universe. It has the characters. I think that what I thought right away was, was genius. Not just genius, but I liked because even Tanya, who never read an Archie uh, comic, probably barely watched the cartoon. Yeah. She knows the characters. Uh, you could go and I could say name some characters from Archie. Before we started watching the show, she would know – Betty, Veronica, Archie, Jughead. Well, at least I think now. for the most part, anybody over a certain age knows yeah. these characters just, you know, like yeah, that's uh, why out of I nowhere. Think it, it's pretty good. And it's embedded yes, deep it, in the back of your mind whether and, you like it or yeah. not. And this is on the CW. They're not following the show, you know, with the old Digest comics, yeah. uh, which is fine because th- there's where you start. If you're going to have people, oh, they should have followed the, the continuity and this and that. Yeah, then you're going to lose continuity. people because these people, that's about, what I'm saying. Archie people would know. between Betty and Veronica. There, continuity. That's right. Well, the other – like when this first came out, the first thing that we heard, which we misheard, we actually thought that they were complaining that Jughead was gay. Yeah. And then it, it turned around and actually what people were upset was in the comics, Jughead is asexual. And, and it, it makes sense to me. He, yeah, like, and I, I he's actually like been it. there. He's Archie's yeah. pal, and that's it. And I said to you, I actually like that dynamic because Archie's always chasing the ladies around. Yeah. 
You need Junker to be sitting around waiting, you know, eating his eat hamburger. Yeah. yeah, he's like me. I'm in a sexless marriage, Eric. Yeah? And <laughs> eat uh, hamburgers. No, I need hamburgers. Lots of hamburgers. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I watched that first episode. You watched it first, and you said you really liked it. So I said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna give it a shot." And I really was taken by it. I really liked it. A lot of people, even in the Get Fresh crew. They were saying stuff like, "Oh, it you know reminds me of Twin Peaks," and yeah, some people are saying that. It's funny. I, it I said weird, to you because like I, I sat there when I actually when I watched it the first time because I, I didn't catch it on the day. I was like the next day or something like that. But even with that diner, it's like that quaint, weird little town. Yeah. All this weird shit's going on. You have these strange characters, so it's very Twin Peaks in that aspect. Yes. and even to the point where it's very fifties, you know, yeah, the it shit is. going on there. So it like, actually yeah, seems like day. kind of like a modern take on a timeless thing. And yeah. Jughead does the narration and he's writing a book and he's even like he's on the outside kind of looking in and how kind of fucked up the town really is below the surface and you get that that, idea. I I got this weird thing because of the way like it's a bunch of teenagers in this diner. I started having flashes to like actually the way the color scheme was to like with the neon lights to the the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street as well for the whole diner scene. But even part four and part five of that series, I'm like, you know what? Just the way this looks, I think I want to watch it. Yeah, and they did and a I really good job. Yeah, I watched it. Really enjoyed it. My wife watches it. Uh, me and my all my kids watch it. We all sit there. It's like the first show that we've actually all sat That's down awesome. and watched together, and we really like it. Now, on this past Saturday, I I watched the second episode. And my wife was asleep. She came downstairs and caught me and Rafe watching it. And she's like, I want to watch it. We're like, okay, we have just finished it. So we're like, okay, we're going to put it on for you. You can watch it while we go food shopping. Ended up watching this goddamn thing again and watching it through. And I really like it. I like the takes on the characters and how they're different. I like that it's an alternate take. And it is a CW show. I know that some people are like, oh, you know, Luke Perry. I'm like, Luke Perry. Oh, I, I right. got excited when I heard yeah, it. Yeah, I was all excited. I even looked in, and when you see people coming up, and, and here's the thing. From here on out, if you haven't watched the show, and you, we may spoil some shit uh, because we're going to talk a, a couple theories that we have. Uh, I don't know if it spoils stuff unless it's true. Right? Yeah. We have theories. But I really like uh, Luke Perry, and it looks like Molly Ringwald is actually Archie's mother. That's going to be in a, a coming up episodes and stuff. Oh, that's because cool, yeah, they, you mentioned that to me before. Yeah, they even mentioned that, that she's yeah. away. I think they even say she's in Chicago or something like that. And I, I think that that's awesome, too. That makes me laugh. See, that's uh, the of, I've watched these episodes like like probably twice each, yeah. one and two. But every time I watch them, it's right after work. You know, we're getting ready. We're going to yeah, do this yeah, episode yeah. before. I end up falling asleep and have to rewatch it, so yeah. it's very disjointed how like these episodes work in my yeah, head. Yeah, I so actually far. watched them both again tonight, but I actually yeah. had them going in the background, and then when something caught my ear, actually, I, I'd go out and watch. But yeah, I really like it. A lot of people, the big thing, and if you are watching or you're not, the big thing is there's a death, uh, Jason Blossom. Uh, is dead at the beginning, and they're trying to figure out, and then they find out, and they're thinking that's a great that it's way murder. to start the show too. With this murder mystery out of nowhere in Riverdale, of all places, you know, you, yeah. when you, the people who know, like the older people going in who know Archie, just thinking to yourself, oh, it's Riverdale, what a nice place, you know, it's the Archie yeah. gang and shit like that. Oh, and there's a murder. That's and even weird. that, even that first episode to me is is it's filmed very dark. Yeah. Like you said, with the neon lights and stuff like that, and it's it's a dark episode. I, even the second episode is pretty dark a, as well. Now, of course, the big thing is there was the comic Afterlife with Archie. And so we're watching this, and I'm sitting there watching, and now I have my theories. These are my theories. Now, number one, uh, me and you were talking 
earlier before we even turned on the, you know, the mic and we were going live is that one of the things in the afterlife with Archie, it's explained that Josie and the Pussycats are actually immortal vampires who yep. regenerate every so often the generations to, to stay young and things like that. And I said to you when I watched it again, the first episode, Archie walks in on them practicing a song. And the song to me sounded very much like it's a song about being vampires. That's the thing is and, that we were talking about. It. We then went and looked up the song and then yeah. just sat there and listened to it. I'm like, and yeah. like we weren't talking, but we both came to the question. This song is yeah, about vampires, about being a vampire. right? And I'm telling you, it's on the Riverdale soundtrack. I'm going to play a second of it just to, so people know. And it's very brief. Archie walks in. If you were watching the show, it's when Archie walks into the, the practice auditorium, room, yeah. in the auditorium, and the three – Pussycats are there singing it, and they stop, and that's where uh, Josie's kind of a bitch to Archie and tells him, you know, bye bye, and, and not to bother with him because bye, that's it's where yeah, that's where he goes first to try to get some things about songwriting. Things. Right. It seems like he's going to go and ask them if they could help him with the songs, and they want nothing to do with him. But here's the song: We get lost and we get found, and now we are here. We won't back down. Write this in the sky. We own the night, and we fear nothing. Call us outrageous, playing in lasers, lost in the moment, dancing in cages. Break out the big girl. That's it. But it, it, it's it's uh, it, they say I they really like that track. They say, I do too. Uh, and they say it's like we own the night. When they were singing yeah. that, I was like, and when Archie walks in, they it's almost like I'm telling you, it almost seemed ritualistic when they were doing that. I was like, oh Jesus! But be besides that the whole thing that i think is going on i You're think talking about that, when the sun goes down and shit yeah that song i'm telling too, you that like, whole song seems to be that you could twist it into thinking that it, it is about it being almost a becomes vampire like i don't i'm sure you haven't watched this like or read the book but like queen of the damned well the stat has okay, his yeah. band and he's so, like you know pretty much singing about being a vampire yeah. the whole time yeah. everybody is saying what you know very similar to me yeah yeah, and the big thing we said this, Jason Blossom, uh, supposedly his sister Cheryl and him went out on the river on a boat, and they both Fourth fell out of the boat. He ended up drowning on the 4th of July weekend. Now, in the meantime, Archie is there with uh, his teacher, Miss Grimsby. Miss Grundy, yeah. Or Miss Grimsby. Miss yeah, and uh, they hear a gunshot and things like that. And there's that whole thing of Archie fucking a teacher. That's it's pretty crazy in an Archie thing. But well, in the that's, meantime, that's the one thing though, where people are talking about like, staying in continuity. I'm like, you know what? This show can do anything as soon as you introduce yeah. Archie banging Mrs. Grundy. Yeah, yeah. And I think that this is obviously an alternate universe type deal. Uh, Jughead's a little di- everybody's a little different, but yeah. they're you know they're the same. But yeah, this Jason has fallen out. He is drowned. So they're all, they never found the body they're talking about. And as the second episode especially goes on, shit starts getting really crazy to me. And this is my theory. My theory is that Jason is a zombie, that he was turned into a zombie. He came back from the dead as a zombie, then was shot through the head, which is what you do to zombies, Eric. You Uh, shoot him right through the brain. And uh, some of the things are when Betty's mother goes to the autopsy with the doctor and Jason's body's there, and they mention that there was cry. Cry on, ne- cry on necrotic preservation of the body. And that's something where you freeze the body. And it's basically, you know, Walt Disney. Yeah. You freeze a body until you can figure out how to bring it back. And there is that on there. Now, the other thing that's weird is 
there doesn't seem to be that much time between what happens or whatever. Uh, also, well, there I'm was, saying, though, what we had is it's the 4th of July weekend when he yep. freaking supposedly drowned. And supposedly then we jumped drowned. to September for the first day of school. Yeah, yeah. And, and where the, everybody believes he's dead at this yes, point. They and all, they, they find think his it, body. Yep, and then when they find his body, though, there it's shot. He's shot through the head. Now, also yeah. in that uh, autopsy, you see that he has bruising from. Uh, it says uh, ligature marks on both wrists, which actually it usually means that he was hung by yeah, his wrist. By his so wrist, yeah. who knows what was going on there? Uh, but just the fact at the end, then uh, during the thing, Cheryl is twin sister, who is one of the bigger characters in that. She breaks down when she sees Archie and remind, remembers her brother. And actually starts crying and Veronica is comforting her and she says, you don't understand. Cause she's like, Veronica says, you're okay, you know, it'll, you'll get over it, please. And she goes, you don't understand. He was supposed to come back. And Damn. if you, if you look at it as like, he was supposed to come back, he fell out of the boat, he yeah, never yeah. got to the shore. But if you start thinking about him being a zombie, like they well, were doing something. Not, so not only that, the one thing that we're burying the lead on here is that, Sabrina the Teenage Witch lives in this universe. Yeah, so I think she she's going to show up. Yeah, and the, the other thing about this is when they go and find the body, is sh- you know, the, the bullet through the head, they figure, th- they figure out that he didn't die for another seven days after yeah. j- the July 4th weekend. So again, I do think he was a zombie. I think that he was shot, uh, and I just think that's well, like, what's going to be. Like, within that seven days, I think he might have, like, you know, there might be a whole adventure of a week that he was there. He might have died then, came back as a zombie, and then was shot and put in the Yeah, I think that he was shot because, and who knows who did it, but at the end of that episode, here's the big spoiler, is they actually arrest Cheryl. They come together, the police show up, and they go in the classroom, and she says, this is about the autopsy, right? And they're like, yeah. And then she's like, you know, then they said, we could do this. We don't have to do this here. And she goes, no, they'll all hear about it. And then they say, what, what? I'm guilty. And she goes, she never said she shot him. No. She just said, this is about the autopsy, and I'm guilty. And once the cuff's on, and I really do think that that, that family was doing something. I don't know if we're going to find out that Jason was sick, and they were trying to do something about that. You know, I don't know. But and I think that. you put that, him on ice, I'm telling you, I, I'm guessing with that cryo deal, is that, every, like, you know, he lived that week. Yeah. And it was shot and then was put on ice and then dumped in the river there. So when they found the body, he wasn't too decomposed. Yeah, and that's, like that. that, that's the weird thing, though, is like when did he have this – did he have the uh, chrononecrotic preservation before he even fell off the boat? You know what I mean? Because he did fall off the boat, it yeah. seems. The scout troop found her on the riverside you know, crying or at least upset. Right. And he was gone. So, yeah, we have to figure out what happened. But I think that he... But we've been having a lot of fun this week just talking about these theories of zombie Jason Blossom and shit like that. Sabrina the Teenage Witch and all this other good stuff. And now, tonight, Josie and the Pussycats being vampires. Yes. (laughs) Now, on top of... On top of all this other stuff, you gotta like, you know, you can say we're crazy and all this other shit. Something that really goes with this as well. This show is on the... CW. Yeah. Their other big shows are superhero shows, The Vampire Diaries, and Supernatural. This would yeah. fit right in there. And and here's the deal: you, you, you have can't a comic, even you have a you have a supernatural yeah. comic book show. And you can't you can't discount the fact that pretty much it seemed that when Afterlife with Archie the comic came out, it was co- trying to resurrect the Archie line. Really, oh, yeah. and, and, I didn't mean a pun there. Ah. With the Walking Dead being so popular, uh, really, when we we were doing our site and even just reading comics and stuff, and when when that hit, 
that's all anybody said. Oh, that's what we need. Archie and the Walking Dead. And then and since then, it there's great. even been, yeah, and there's even been, you know, Archie versus Sharknado, Archie versus, Archie versus Predator. Predator. It's gone yeah. a little crazy. Uh, but when Afterlife with Archie, that's was, the thing. It's just it was a huge stuff. hit. Yeah. People loved it. And it was a, a big hit. So I think that there's, I don't think that this whole show is Afterlife with Archie. I don't think there's going to be a zombie apocalypse, but I think they're going to mix and match some shit in. And I think, and, and also I said to you, where people are trying to say like, oh, who do you think killed Jason Blossom? And they have websites like, these are the top suspects. You have to think in these first two issues, they have done nothing episodes. to point, or episodes, they have done nothing to point to anybody except maybe his sister. That, yeah. That's it. That Archie, we know where he was. He was with the teacher. Jughead, you know, it's not even like, you know, I'm, where I'm were you? you? Where were you? You my, know what I mean? My suspect, just because of how in the background he seems and very quiet compared yeah. to his wife, is Betty's father. Yeah, and, and also, uh, what do you what do you think of the Blossoms, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Blossom? I don't know anything about no, them. No, because they haven't even shown them, really. No. They are there in the first episode at the riverside actually arguing it seems like they're arguing with the police at the very beginning but you don't know you don't know anything about no. them all you know about them they're is from betty's weirdos. mom freaking bitching and moaning because of her sister polly and that's the other mystery like that that's a mystery what happened to polly she dated jason things like that uh I'm telling but you, really if you go along these lines too you could have a whole other season where you bring polly back and she was yeah. possessed by a goddamn yeah, demon or some shit from like something that, that the, the blossoms thing, were doing the big thing the mother uh you know mrs uh Andrew, not Andrews. What's Betty's last name? I don't even remember. But Betty's I can't mom, remember either. Yeah, Betty's mom uh, just said they're they're in the black, you know, black magic. Everything they touch it rots, and I think that was a big line that was supposed yeah. to throw a hint that she said anything they touch rots, and it, it's crazy. Betty uh, Cooper. Betty Cooper. Yeah. So Mrs. Cooper. Eric. And like I said, I, I did read the Archie books. I'm not a fanboy. Uh, yeah. But yeah, if you haven't watched the show. Well, it's just a staple of a generation, really. Yeah, you know, it's I, just always I, yeah. there. I think that this show is actually, uh, I'm sure people pish posh it because it is, it follows a CW formula as yeah. well. Uh, but I really like it because it's something different, but yet it's like characters I kind of know. But in a different way, and I and really like. And you can get like to it. know them again this new way. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Uh, the other show that debuted recently, I didn't like as much, and I just put this that you could you like Powerless. Powerless came out the. I'll say it was. I watched comedy. an episode. It was the first episode. I didn't mind. Yeah, it was I thought the it was first funny. episode. Yeah, I, I didn't like it. I thought it was very cheesy. And the, the weird thing about it, I haven't heard anybody down at the Five and Dime talking no. about it. Like, <laughs> I, I'm sitting there when I'm drinking my, uh, you know, my uh, fucking malt. Your malts. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's telling me that they like that powerless i tried you told me that you liked it and i turned it on everybody and again now all of a sudden because of this goddamn riverdale my my family thinks we're a, a tight-knit family we're gonna watch shows together we all sat there and i turned it on within 10 minutes everybody left including with comments of like this is lame uh cheesy and i i do think they're going for a heavy cheese factor i said it reminded me just the visuals and how it's set up reminded me a lot of the tick uh, right. But I don't know if there that's the time or place for that. Well, that's now. the thing. But next time you're down at the chocolate shop, you can go and talk about oh, yeah. powerless. Yeah, I'll sit there Pop and I'll say, hey, chocolate shop. hey, Pop, get me a malt. And hey, yeah. anybody watch that Powerless? And then they beat the shit out of me. And then one guy a comes at place. me with a knife, and it's actually a comb, Eric. And he combs his greaser hair. And then they fucking <laughs> snap. They sing a couple songs about the summer, meeting some chick. And then they leave, Eric. They leave. 
But yeah, I, I didn't like that as much. But that is our uh, our TV talk because now, Eric, it's time for the segment that we know and love, and that is Keeper or Crapper. <laughs> Trying to force some sounds in here. I know you are. I'm trying to force theme songs. But this is Keeper or Crapper, where we present some uh, news items to each other, and we decide if we keep them or if we crap them. If you haven't listened, I will tell you. i got to get the uh, sounds up. I'm done with the theme songs. They're done, Eric. I promise you. <laughs> that, that didn't work out right. Uh, but if we do keep it, we give it this. <laughs> Ah uh, yes, the Crypt Keeper, Eric. That was that'll always be for you. And if Thank we you. don't, if it's a crapper, we and that was for you. We flush it, Eric. And we're gonna start with you. You get to pick the first one uh, of the Keeper or Crapper. Pokemon Go Valentine's Day event. I'm, I'm crapping that. I'm the, crapping that. The only that. reason I brought it up is because I'm like, you know, we can sit there, we can talk. Whether or not people still play Pokemon Yeah, well, Go. That's, I'll even say that. Like, we are crapping this, and mainly I'm crapping it because of people on Twitter were like, they nobody cares. Nobody yeah. cares about Pokemon Go. And I will mention, uh, be I should have mentioned before, it's still getting the kinks out. But the Keeper Crapper segment, uh, I will post all the Keeper Crapper stories on our Weird Science Pop Twitter. So if you were interested somehow, one person is interested in Pokemon Go Valentine's Day fucking special, you could go to our Twitter page and you actually get the link to the story. Or Also, you can vote early. That's what happens. People were voting on if we should keep our crap stuff, and that one was a, a resounding crap. Those bunch crapper. of assholes. You, I know that they would probably come up with numbers of how many people are still playing. There can't be anybody playing, That's the right? thing is, I'm sure they're out there, but the problem is nobody cares to find out. Yeah, and basically, my kids were into it. I never played. Actually, I tried, and I just I, 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 I talked you into time. getting it, and the reason was because yeah. I don't have a phone. You did it just to say, "Hey, look what I'm doing, Eric." Because yeah, I was really I into did, it. Yes, when yes first that's what happened. Released. I wanted to rub it into you, and I'm like, "Look at over there, over near that box, Eric." And There's I a Pokemon. You, here. I taught you how to get a Pikachu right away, and it really pissed off this other girl yeah. at work who didn't have yeah. one. Yeah, I got a Pikachu, and then I stopped. But yeah, my kids used to borrow my wife's phone. Uh, to play, they're not asking that anymore. So no. Uh, yeah, and it seemed my my whole deal is it burned bright and burned fast, Eric, sure and burned did. out. But yeah, my first story, Eric, is OT Genesis. You aware of OT Genesis? Does this have something to do with Sega? He is a rapper. OT oh, Genesis is getting $20,000, Eric, for his hologram to appear at a party. Now, before you before you act, I'm going to give you a little bit of OT Genesis. Big hit. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Come on, Eric. Cut it. Come on. Them bricks is way too high. You need to cut it. Your price is way too high. You need to cut it. Come on. Come on. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. That was that was OT Genesis hit. I cut it. And I'm telling you, I I have somehow in the last year or so in my mind, it's probably been longer than that. Year. I I know I what am, you're gonna say. You are way over a year. Go. I'm not with it anymore, and yeah, I don't understand it. new music. No, with it. I think you are out of it for at least. <laughs> Five to ten years now. You think that you're still with it. I, uh, you were telling me you were still waiting for Foreigner to come into town on Fuck tour. Yeah, 
<laughs> you're all just they waiting. Make are hits. Yes, they, that's true. All they can do is, and them. You're like, I heard that they were coming in with Boston. You think that this is like the big concert to go to? It would be, man. What What would be the last album you bought? Oh fuck! Seriously, um, it has to be probably a uh, you know a twisted album or something yeah, like that, actually, right? I think it was a twisted album, yeah, though, yeah. like uh, two albums ago or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and two albums ago, fucking eight years ago. Yeah, uh, you are you are uh, even then people were probably like oh man th- that old band <laughs> twisted uh but ot genesis getting 20,000 for hologram uh to perform a hologram uh, obviously show. you obviously you want to talk about this all keeper no right? i don't i've already i just basically what my my way I do the keeper or crapper is I pretty much tell you the whole story in the headline, so even if you crap it, I still get my point across. Would you like to? Would you like me to talk about this? Would you like to hear about I, OT I Genesis? Don't, I don't know anything about OT Genesis. The idea maybe this, this will open what, up your what, eyes what, to the what new you made music me scene. To was not music in my mind. It was fucking cut it, cut it. Yeah, just listen. Cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. Come on. Them bricks is way too high. You need to cut it. Nobody came to my sleepover. I will cut it. See, it's about cutting for you as a little did, kid at the did, sleepover. Did he say them britches is way too high? You need. I don't to know cut if he it? said the britches. I know that at one point he says the prices are way too high. And I heard this song originally. My son Rafe was a fan of the song, and he used to play it. And I thought, what is this guy fucking rapping about? The discount grocery? It seemed like the guy went out to get groceries, and he was pissed. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he said them britches is way too high. Maybe and I'm like, they who are. says britches? He does. Fucking, you know, OT. Mr. fucking what is, Genesis. What does OT stand for? I don't Overtime know. Overtime Genesis? Overtime Genesis. The guy works OT, baby. He's getting paid time <laughs> and a half. Are you are you more you know of what? a fan of, of, uh, of OT Genesis or Post Malone, Eric? You like Post Malone? I'm going to play a little Post Malone now. Listen, this is this is on TV since was on I dreamed it That's that's a big hit. You know what that's a big hit, but you know what I heard? What's that? A mama called me. So yeah. She saw me on the TV. Yeah, she saw him on the TV. Congratulations. See, it, it's tough to what write those that? lyrics. Uh, all I know is if people know who Post Malone is, my it. kids love Post Malone. And really, if there could be somebody that I don't want my kids to love, it might be Post Malone. I, I see these videos. They, they, my kids are listening now because they love him. Uh, I think that guy might have some BO. He looks very stinky to me, allegedly, Eric. He looks uh, like a very stinky man. And I don't know. I don't like hanging around stinky men. On some occasions, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just use the story to make you listen to music. I just oh, love that you have gotten to the point where I, I'd like. I should. I don't want to step on any toes of telling people your age, but you are ninety-three. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the the thing about it is, you are so. You're still in that phase. You are in your thirties. You're still, you know, young thirties. Uh, you're in that phase where you still think that you're with it. Yeah, 35. You think you're still with it. You are actually at the bubble, you know, the, the sweet spot that's not so sweet now, Eric. You are starting to hear people say, you know, oh, that old movie Fight Club, and it gets oh, you mad. pissed me off. You know, and, and I, I, always were, I always heard this stuff about, like, oh, they called me sir. That doesn't bother me. It is when you start hearing 
people mention like bands that you think are very relevant and it, or movies or TV shows. We have people at work who don't even know what Columbine was, oh, uh, and they were alive then. Or you you mention a movie, people don't even know who Tom Cruise is. For Christ's sakes, it, it's trouble. And this goes back when when we were talking about Riverdale. A lot of people saying that it did remind them of Twin Peaks. I don't think that that's what they're going for because no, nobody knows what Twin Peaks is anymore. The demographic people, that's and going like, for People are like, what's Twin Peaks? I'm like, oh, I hate you so much. And and the weird thing about it is, and I, I'm gonna put the uh, I'm gonna put the younger generation on blast, Eric. And Boom. the younger generation actually for me would be you. So then we'll go down another generation <laughs> at the uh, the other one. Uh, there is a lot of opportunity for you to go out and find out about these things. So if somebody said, hey, uh, you know what? I like the show Gilligan's Island. You could go and watch the. You oh, could go and watch every one. You could check it you, out. Somehow, before the internet was made, I was able to go out yes. and find all these things. Well, I, without I the internet. would seek things now that out. It's, it's out a, there, people don't. It's a weird concept. Is when I was growing up and somebody said something to me and I never heard or knew what they were talking about. I'd find out about it. Now, yeah. again, it may have led to me to ask people questions, and, and they tell me that if I sit on a toilet, a hand's going to come up and grab my junk. It may go down the wrong path, but I did search it out. And like you said, this was way before the Internet. I had the Encyclopedia Britannica, Eric. I'd look yeah, it up right. there. But I would just, you know, it seemed like when there was less of a way to get information, we would you would absorb more. Now there's just an overload, and people have shut it off. It seems I don't it's understand. It's a male way for things. Well, I said we're a pop culture podcast. Unfortunately, our pop culture <laughs> is aged. It's aged like a, not a fine wine. It's like a shitty winer. The shit that we know. You know, we sit there at work talking about Barney Miller, and yeah, people right now are going, "What the fuck is he talking about?" <sighs> OT Genesis, Eric. Uh, he's Crapper. getting twenty thousand dollar. Crapper. I was just going to tell you. <laughs> I heard enough. Here's the thing about it, though. I was going to mention it's not that I can. Can I expand a little on the hologram? Oh, it's not crap, though. When are you going to be able to hire out the Beatles as a hologram? You know, the Beatles, a band that actually was in existence at one point, Eric, if you're not aware. Even you had the Tupac, you had Michael Jackson doing that. That, that yeah. seems big. OT Genesis. What's next? You, you can hire the, the fucking Eric Shea well, to the sit thing, there. The you can have in a hologram. Was something special. Well, you can have a hologram fucking Eric Shea come over and do a goddamn you know stuffed crust pizza. Too bad that's a hologram too. You can't <laughs> eat it. <laughs> Eating a hologram. Pizza. I could just see you. You're the hologram Eric Shea. Somebody pays twenty thousand dollars for you to come over and, and watch fucking Puppet Master, and all you do is eat the pizza and yell at them to not touch it. Eh, it's not worth twenty thousand. But yes, what's your second uh, second story on the Keeper or Crapper? Netflix announces Castlevania miniseries. <sighs> now you did crap on me, Eric. I really wanted to talk about those holograms. You crapped on me lot, too. I had a lot to say. No, the the internet crapped on you. Plus, your, your your whole life reality crapped on you, my friend. <laughs> so what what was that story again? Netflix announces Castlevania Netflix miniseries. announces Castlevania miniseries. There is probably – Castlevania is probably one of the biggest things in your life. You love it, Castlevania. At one point it was, yes. Yeah. That and uh, Metroid are, go back and forth in my mind with you, and you do love Castlevania. I have heard you talk a whole afternoon, three hours worth, <laughs> of the continuity and the timeline of Castlevania. Do I really want to hear that sort of bullshit right now, Eric? <laughs> Of course, I do. Of course I do. I'm actually excited about this. So that's the thing too. I, lay tried it to, on I tried to explain it to you before we even got on. It's like you know, at one point in my life, 
I was able. I I made sure I knew the exact timeline of where yeah. all the games you did. fit, you would how tell everything me all worked. Stuff. And I told you about. Now I'm sorry. This is years ago. I have not kept on up on yeah, it. Yeah, no. I, I, I no think idea. what happened is you pushed that out with your goddamn Zelda timelines. I, that, it was the same <laughs> thing out of nowhere about a year ago. I started hearing you giving me, you know, that the uh, the Phantom Split Tracks, timeline. Spirit Tracks, is from this, and and that's actually in the alternate dark universe. Like, no, I, no, I, I man, can... that's in the adult timeline. Yeah, I'm telling you, I don't know what the hell you're saying. And same with the Castlevania. But yeah, uh, go on with the story. Netflix is working on a new original series based on Konami's Castlevania franchise, the company announced today. The news was buried within a press release sent out after an event for the network's upcoming slate of new series, which was held in New York City. Netflix didn't announce who would executive. <laughs> Go on. No. Go on. Go on. I'm listening. They didn't announce who would executive produce this Castlevania series, but the first part of the first season is expected to be released this year. Acclaimed writer Warren Ellis... Transmetropolitan Iron Man has reportedly written the first season. Yes. Prior to uh, the announcement, animator Michael Hirsch told The Globe and Mail that his new studio, WoW Unlimited Media, would be teaming up with Netflix to create the animated series. According to Hirsch, the show will be targeted towards a younger audience. Now, it's funny because I looked about, at a bunch of different articles about this. Yeah. This one that I'm t- stealing from, which I didn't even freaking tell which one it is because I oh. forgot to write it down, but Ooh. this is the only one that I really saw that says this is being targeted towards a younger audience, especially yeah, with Warren that, that Ellis. Seems, that seems it. stupid. Yeah, I think that, I don't like, think that's Warren real. Warren Ellis is not like a a young like person's kind of writer and, in my and mind. What what are the the Netflix original stuff? Now this is animated, but the Netflix original stuff is you know there hasn't been a lot of kids thing. Why would you start with Castlevania? Yeah, it's it, weird it doesn't too. Make and sense honestly, to a lot of these articles I looked through too, I was really concerned because at th- first I thought it was a live action series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I really that, got that's excited That would have been for. awesome. Yeah. And that, uh, but then, like I'm telling you, not everybody was reporting that it was an animated series. Yeah, when but, I heard, I thought it was Garth Ennis, and I got excited, <laughs> but it was Warren Ellis. I, I get those two mixed up a lot. Uh, yeah, the the whole making it animated kind of does kind of dim down the excitement. Well, that's the thing. Uh, I don't know if they're like, I don't know this, uh, you know, Michael Hirsch is it? Now I got yeah. fucking moved away from him, and I don't know what the hell it is. But anyway, I don't know what he does with animation off the top of my head, but like, you know, all these things that you see from the, like, the recent Castlevania games, it's all in that anime style. So I yeah, don't know yeah. if they're going to go for something like that or what, because I'm telling you, it doesn't even seem like Netflix really wants to push this, because we're just thrown out there all willy-nilly. Yeah, and people uh, have to pick actually, up on. what I heard originally, uh, somebody accidentally saw a, like, a listing for it and then they they pushed them about it and that's when they kind of announced things like it wasn't even supposed to come out so really? i actually think that uh we're getting they they kind of scrambled to, to set news out before they were actually ready to and i think that's why we're getting the sketchy news about it that it's not you know a full-out press release and say it's going to be about this and what it's about because there really isn't anything about what well, it, it is going to be about Exactly, but the thing is, the weird is I, I then went to Warren Ellis's Wikipedia page seeing if somebody had already updated but yeah. the weird part is it seems that somebody, had, like, I don't know if they put it in the wrong section or if this is bullshit or whatnot, but they have 2007 to present dealing with his his life and shit like that, but it says, yeah. it has recently been announced that Ellis is writing the screenplay uh, for an animated feature film, Castlevania Dracula's Curse, produced by Frederator Studios of Hollywood and New York, which they are doing this series. Okay, and, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it'll be based on the similarly titled video game Castlevania 3, Dracula's yeah, Curse. Yeah. So maybe, I don't know if that's what we're going with with this miniseries or not. Yeah, maybe they were going to have a feature film at one point and I got scaled back and they pitched it to Netflix as a series. Because Castlevania 3 would be a cool one. In that game, you actually got side characters came in. You could switch back and forth through with Trevor Belmont yeah. and Sypha and freaking uh, 
uh, Grant the Nasty and shit like that, and even Alucard. So Grant, like, that, Grant the Nasty. Grant the Nasty. Oh. He was a little pirate guy. He was great. Oh. Actually, yeah, I, I didn't bad, play. I was terrible. Castlevania is a tough game, Eric. I oh, Castlevania three to this day is one of the like uh, one of the original Castlevania games that I still have never beat. Really? And it was because it was hard, or because oh yeah, got, you no, it's very it. hard. Okay. Well, I, I actually, when I saw that news, I actually sent you that and said to you, you know, that I know that you're a big Castlevania fan, so let's keep our fingers crossed for you, Eric. That I that really wish, though, if we, if we were going to go with this whole thing, I wanted us like Trevor Belmont, it makes sense if they're going to do yeah. a Castlevania 3 just because there's a lot of characters to play with in that but like, timeline. We even but said Simon Simon's Belmont is go. where, in my mind, you start out with yeah. just because that's where we started out in the games. Let's start there, like, with that to get everybody reintroduced to yeah. Castlevania by these awesome. earlier stories so we can get on the trolley. And it's funny that we they say animate it and then it, it like they said oh it's a younger audience or whatever. Uh, it just seems weird because of all the like even like the people who like uh He-Man like you. It's a lot of people your age. It's yeah. not, you know, 8-year-olds now. They don't want anything to do with that. Eh, no. I, I think that they'd be better off you know, focusing on somebody your age. Who's the weird, a, a weird part is, fan. once once I saw it was animated, once I saw it was, tar- like, you know, they're saying it's targeted for younger kids, all I kept thinking about was that terrible depiction of Simon Belmont from Captain and the Game That's Master what I was back thinking in the day. Of. That's all I'm I was like, thinking God of. damn it. And it was really terrible. Fuck that guy yep. up in that Yeah, series. they might have, you have them watch joke. that. Have a kid watch that and see what they react to. They'll never watch it. But my last keeper crapper is something that happened at our at my house as well, but it's Lady Gaga. Bites back at Fat Shamers after her Super Bowl halftime performance. What are you going to do with that one? Keep it. We're going to keep it. I told you. Uh, when this guy, And I watched the full Super Bowl, and I, I loved every second of it, Eric. I yeah. loved it. I'm not even a Patriots fan. Uh, that's We're When people Falcons say fan. they – to me, that is – if your team is not in it, I actually can relax and watch yeah. the game, and I was so happy uh, that I didn't go to bed or turn it off. But that during the halftime, unfortunately, that is, it was Sunday, obviously Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, I had to get finished. Uh, I had to finish editing our main podcast, and I kind of was done, but I had to publish it. So right. while Lady Gaga came out, I ran upstairs and I was, you know, doing my thing, putting our uh, other podcast on uh, the intranets, Eric, and I hear. My 13-year-old son, Rafe, downstairs yelling, holy crap, Lady Gaga's got a muffin top. And I was like, what? And I went downstairs and I'm like, yeah, whatever. And I even told you, this is not me making it up. He said this. I think I texted you or messaged you on Twitter right away. And said, well, Rafe's yelling, you know, she's got a muffin top and, and stuff. Well, I guess Rafe was not the only one who either noticed that and or the was, thing is, like, was I watched the halftime show and I really enjoyed her halftime show but the thing is never once noticed anything about it yeah it was the last outfit uh, but yes Lady Gaga is aware that some less than kind comments were made about her physique during her Super Bowl halftime performance but the born this way singer is not sweating it Eric she's not sweating it I heard my body is a topic of conversation so I wanted to say I'm proud of my body and you should be proud of yours too she wrote on Instagram in the caption of I'm a photo I'm not proud of this I need to lose like 20 pounds no matter who you are or what you do 
Eric. Gaga was trolled and called fat, among other things, after she'd done multiple outfits during the halftime show, including one which exposed her midriff. The singer also offered up some advice in the caption to her fans. Be you and be relentlessly you, she wrote. That's the Boosh. stuff of champions. Her words were hailed on social media by many who noted the multitude of women celebrities who have been criticized for their bodies. Gaga's riding high, otherwise she just announced a world tour and sales of her music spiked by a thousand percent following nice. the Super Bowl, according to Nielsen music does that mean that nobody was buying her music before this no i don't know i I, this is another one i have a feeling that lady gaga is starting to be one of those hey i don't listen to that old music and it probably kills her it kills me too i I said we were talking about her before we even had this this news story or whatever and we were talking about like when uh poker face came out because i didn't know you when that came out that's a while ago when i I was listening to poker face i had my freaking uh girlfriend's ipod i was doing something in an isolated room like all by myself with a lot of loud noise around it so i was i was up on this machine with my headphones and dancing to this freaking album and you remember when i used to see me dancing up through that window oh yeah yeah that's what i was listening to all that yeah and even then that the song was six years old it seems (laughs) and and you were like no no that song's not that old and then yeah it's that Time was my frame away. of reference, though, when I was telling you, like, that can't be that yeah, old. Yeah, and that the, like other thing that I, the other thing that I heard at points, and I don't know, they, they stopped talking a lot about this, was that the, the uh, artist that performed at halftime had to pay the NFL to do that, and uh, it was it's not cheap. And, no. uh, and the thing is... That was a big it, thing it, when Katy Perry did it. Yeah, that was the Katy Perry thing, really. It came out, and then I haven't heard much about that. I didn't hear it all about that this year but it seems like it spikes your music and it yeah. is smart then the way lady gaga did it oh, she did was all to have hits. a yeah do all the hits don't just do one song you want no. people to hear 10 songs so that they will go from there and, and buy them all on you know itunes and stuff like that but yeah uh she I, I i'm not a big lady gaga fan i her music's okay i don't know a lot of songs it's just not my bag as they say her uh but i just i find oh, like her say- What's that? I, I don't I don't go out and I don't buy albums. Or I don't go on iTunes. I don't get music oh, like that anymore. Illegally, do no, you? no, I don't really. No. It's just how were you uh, dancing music... to that? Where did you get that uh, poker face that you were dancing to, Eric? Where did you get my, that? That was my girlfriend's iPod. Uh-huh. I have no idea. I think she got it off the internet. I she might have. So. I have no idea. But the thing is, music has become less and less of an important thing in my yeah, life, especially new music. Me. And, That's but the same. I'm saying I don't go out and search for music out or anything like that. But when I hear it, I'm like, you know what? I kind of dig this. This is a cool little catchy yeah. little jam. Yeah. I, I like that band 72 Tricycles. I, I yeah, heard about them. 42 bicycles. 42 uh, helicopters. Uh, yeah, music Terrible. actually. And it kind of it kind of pains me that uh, I don't like music as much. Or it's, like you said, it's not that I don't like music as much. It just is less important. At one point, yeah. that was probably the biggest thing in my life. Me as well. It was music, and I loved it. Uh, the Doors are still putting it up, oh, right? That, that I Led wish. Zeppelin, are they I still putting wish, it up? Because I'm telling you, that's People something I can still like get behind is that I can just sit there and I can listen to a goddamn Doors album. You know what the best was? We were going uh, to the buffet yesterday uh, for my son's birthday, and my, me, my wife, and my son. And we're driving, and the Doors uh, LA woman came on the radio, nice. and my wife goes, God damn it, turn the station. I turned to the next preset. Freaking break on through to the other side. Nice. It's, it's freaking destiny. We're listening to the doors. Riders on they, the storm. Yeah, they want to listen every, to every fucking station. Yeah, they they just want to listen to Power 99 FM, and that's when we turned it on, and I heard Post Malone. 
Post, Post Malone. Malone. We heard Post Malone on the way there and then on the way back. And I, I had enough. Then we came into the I house and Post Malone was playing. My uh, my 15-year-old was blaring Post Malone. And uh, for my son, my youngest son's birthday, we're getting a cake. And uh, our oldest son, Alex, his girlfriend works at Dairy Queen. So we get a Dairy Queen cake for all their birthdays. I get so sick. And really, I'm going to tell <laughs> you, we have five birthdays in this month. Uh, in in 30 days and we get an ice cream cake for each but what the big thing is now everybody you can do the cakes where you get the printed thing on it and they make the you know the edible picture on it we're getting a post malone cake eric and i said i'm not going to eat that dirty looking cake no absolutely not i feel like i'm out of sick afterwards don't want dirty looking cake but that is the keeper crapper and we're going to move on to the other things and the other things eric are a big bit of news of yours so take it away Paramount just pulled Friday the 13th off its release schedule, says Bloody Disgusting. Yes. After years of being in production hell, it seems that the new movie to the Friday the 13th franchise was finally on its way to being made. It planned on filming in March. Casting calls were sent out for a young Jason and Jason's father, Elias Voorhees. But earlier th- earlier this week, Paramount just went and took this flick off its schedule with no explanation. It was unknown whether filming would still begin in March, but recently it's been confirmed that the film has just been shut down. Right now, it seems that the 13 is an unlucky number for this franchise. You know why, Jim? Why? Because this would be the 13th installment. Oh, I thought 13 was unlucky. That's the weird thing is that should be a big <laughs> part of this movie series, right? I, the I'm 13th telling you, movie. This was like I'm telling you. Couldn't it just be called? Would you, could you even just call it 13? No, absolutely not. It's Friday the 13th. I think you could. But the thing is, with it being the 13th How about installment, the 13th, everybody's been call it. No, god damn it. The oh. thing is. Um, with it being the 13th installment, everybody's saying the series, <laughs> the, the series has to go up to the number 13 just because yeah. it has it in the title. But that and, seems – do you think that maybe they're just not happy with it so they want to wait well, because the 13th should be huge, right? That's the thing is it was schedule, – the schedule originally was for October 13th, Friday 13th, 2017. So I was okay. really getting excited because yeah, all yeah. the casting information was going out, like uh, open call for auditions and shit. And I'm like, all right. Things are finally moving because it's been a long time. I think it was 2011 is or 10 is when we got the Friday the 13th remake, and Do that you know was the off, last off time. The, off the top of your head, how many Friday the 13th there usually are in a year? Is uh, there... Probably a, a two in my mind. Okay, so that's the problem is you're always going to release it on that as well, right? You, you, if you you're can, gonna yes. want to. So if you do miss a that de- you you should just shut it down maybe till the next year, and maybe that's what's happening. I well, mean, the thing but is, they... I, I was looking at things because Paramount just released the Rings movie, which you yeah. didn't even know about, but it's no, the third installment no of the, the Rings uh, franchise. They're calling I, it if a you prequel. told me the Rings, I would think it's about a bunch of newlyweds. Or something like that, or it's like a, a reunion of the fucking Lord of the Rings movie. You know this. Rings. You, put it, you put it in the videotape, you watch it, seven days you die. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know about it. I, again, people who don't know, I, I hate horror movies. I really do. And it actually, I, I said this the last podcast, our, our main DC podcast. I don't hate horror movies. They're just not my thing, and I don't enjoy them. So I actually just avoid them, uh, not in hate, but just not not into them. I saw Amityville Horror, Eric, and I'm talking the original. Not that Ryan Reynolds piece of crap. I saw the original. (laughs) It it still scares me to this goddamn day. I still think that the walls are going to bleed and and flies are going to attack me. And and really, what happens is every morning I hear this voice saying, get out. That's your wife, Jim. Yeah, it's my wife. She's kicking me out in the morning, Eric. But uh, it just... Those movies scare the shit out of me, and maybe I should be like the target audience that I would really get in on. Yeah, I'm not like I'm not like Wrong Turn at work. I I 
get too scared, and I don't want that. He thinks they're real. Who yeah, knows well, what the hell goes through? Who knows what goes through his head? Uh, I just they just scare me too much. And then he, I say, sit he there. He asked me night. the other week if Alvin and the Chipmunks were real chipmunks. Like, yeah, yeah. God damn, I can't deal with this right real now. Real chipmunks. Uh, I'll tell you, this is where I have horror movies to me are akin to me eating nuclear sauce on any food. I cannot <laughs> enjoy you. You give me nuclear sauce, then I cannot enjoy the food. I'm scared shitless and stay up for three nights in a row because I think shit's going to happen. I'm not enjoying myself anymore, and that's what happens because I think crazy fucked up shit. And when I see it, it just – oh, it drives me nuts. But uh, go well, on with your well, One deal. of the reasons, though, that it's, it's speculated that they dropped this off the schedule is because they like the people think that the rings underperformed in their mind. Okay. It opened up this past week into $11.5 million, which isn't too shabby. It's not great either. No, but, no, uh, they are. The original ring, its domestic gross overall was 129.2 Two million. That was and then Sarah the ring... Michelle Galar, right? No, that was the grudge. <laughs> oh, was that the grudge? Who was in yes. the ring? Uh, nobody I can recall off the top uh, of my head. See, I but then the Sarah ring Michelle. too, like its domestic gross was thirty five point one million. Was... So it's it's diminishing returns there. But yeah, you know, it's been I think twelve years or something since the last Rings movie, I I, and then was throwing it, it people, back out here. Were people yelling to get another Ring movie? No, because you know the mean? last one sucked no. balls. That's what I'm saying. Nobody's yelling for it, so you can't go tit for tat. People do enjoy Friday the 13th. But I, that's I, speculation right now, though, because, yeah. you know, uh, that this underperformed, so Paramount's a little, like, you know, How, uh, hesitant to put out another Not that it's the like same this. studio of it isn't or whatnot, but uh, that Blair Witch deal didn't do well either, no, right? No, it did not. Yeah, no. it's, I don't know. People, it's weird. Now everybody wants movies where everyone's a piece of shit and the people are going to kill each other. That's, well, that's the thing, I, too. Even like, uh, I think Don't Breathe did half decent. I enjoyed that flick, but there yeah. was no good person in that movie. You had no hero no. to root for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're going to move on then. And that's all you have to say yeah, about that's it? That's all you, I got to say about it. Do you I, think, I'm telling what you, is your, any is, sort of theories? No, the th- only theory I have is that Rings is underperforming. Paramount okay. scared to put out another. Now, did stinker. they did they cast it already? Did they start? They they were just they were going to start filming in they March. They were start but... filming in March. They had locations and shit like that. The casting okay. was out for these characters. I don't know if they casted them yet. It was just thrown out there, but it's just completely shut down. There's no filming going to take place now in March. Is this going to affect that video game? That you're no, the so, video game uh, is pining still come out. for. Friday the 13th, the game is still being worked on. You, and that has nothing to do game. with this. This is all about the older I stuff. I know, but you, uh, the Friday the 13th game, it's, uh, you actually might go out and buy an Xbox One just to play that game, yeah. right? Yeah. I, you I were big it, on the Switch. I was big, big on, on that switch. switch. They showed me what it was. Yeah, and then you're out. You, are, you have gone even down more than me. On the Switch. Like, <laughs> now you have turned into me. You hear people saying nice things about the Switch, and you get angry. I can see it in your face. You get angry about it and, and want to kill somebody. Because they showed them. me what it was, and it's fucking yes. nonsense. I can't yes. get a goddamn a third game that I might want until Christmas. Yeah, that's, that's, that's out of here. nonsense. You know, you'll, you'll sit back and wait. You'll probably get I don't know that you'll ever get one. It I, might I not happen. Know. We will see. But... We're now up to our favorite segment of the night, Eric, and that's the What You Talk About Willis segment. What You Talking About Willis. What You Talking About Willis. And this is uh, funny stories that we think are messed up, possibly, or what, but just funny this one is. And this is Nicolas Cage crashes a Nicolas Cage film fest. And this that's is awesome. one of those things that it's something that me and you always want to see. Like you would, me and you would have a, uh, you know, I don't know, who would you want? 
Bruce Who's Campbell. your favorite guy? Bruce Campbell. I actually was going to say Bruce Campbell. Me and you have a Bruce Campbell night uh, downtown Quakertown, and Bruce Campbell shows up. Would be awesome. Uh, but yes, from, this is from the site Screen Crush, by the way, Eric. For the past few Januaries, the Alamo Draft House in Austin, Texas, have thrown a film festival celebrating Nick Cage called Caged, <laughs> in which they screen a surprise selection of films starring Academy Award winner Nicolas Cage back to back. And it seems like they pick five films. And watch them back. What, what to movie back did to he win an Academy back. Award on? That would be Leaving Las Vegas, my friend. Was it? Okay. Yes, it was. See? Each year, they have sent an open invitation to Cage, but it wasn't until this year that he accepted the honor. Now, That's the, the so big amazing. thing is, he heard that this was going to be the last one. So I think he was like, I better fucking get there. He didn't just show up, however. He personally showed up with the movies that he wanted them to watch. So he picked that, five movies. That's so funny to me, though, because, you know, like you have this you've been planning this goddamn event for months, yes. right? You have uh, this open yeah. invitation to Nick Cage, which at this point you'd never expect him to nope. show up. But then he shows up and now he says, you know what? I know you have planned this, but these are the movies yeah, you're going to be watching. It's funny because uh, back in the day, Jerry Glanville was the coach of the when, – when he did a lot of things, was the Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons. And before each game, he would leave tickets for Elvis. And it was like a big I did thing. Know about this. That, that's what this reminded me of. They invited him as kind of a joke. And then he showed, yeah, I, it'd be funny if there's this one guy and it's finally, it's the last year, this guy's like working on a great five movies. He's like, oh, I'm yeah. going to pick this, I'm going to pick fucking Valley Girl. He's got it's all like these things. putting together a goddamn mixtape. And they've always promised him each year, you'll get to do the next one, Simon. And yeah. Simon never gets the chance. They finally are like, ah, fuck it, it's the last one. we got to let him. He picks the movies, fucking Nick Cage shows up. So you can't be pissed. It, it no, is obviously Cage. not. I'm telling you, though, I think it's it's kind of a fucked up situation where he shows up and he's going to pick you think one that he's still like He's really going, you know, he's stepping on people's feet here. I he's really he is, being pretentious with this. I don't say I don't think pretentious. It's just that he this it's a fucked up situation where you have something already planned out. If he shows up, you're not going to say no because it's cool as no, hell yeah. that he's picking the movies. It is funny. I didn't even think of that. He just shows up with movies. But yes, <laughs> he brought five movies. He also held a question and answer session, a Q&A. And then out of nowhere, just got up on stage and started reading Edgar Allan Poe's The Telltale Heart, which I do believe I'm going to put a snippet of that at the end of the podcast. You can hear I'm telling you, this sounds like the most that. amazing fucking it's film crazy. ever. It's crazy. And even like introduced himself. Do you, do you himself have and, the five movies that he picked? Yes, I do. Okay, I found them. God. And it's funny, too. I got the movies themselves and the Rotten Tomatoes score of <laughs> each just to show you. Uh, the first one is definitely the worst, Eric. Bangkok Dangerous was the See, first one. I, I don't know if you – I can say – I've never watched Bangkok Dangerous. Okay. Uh, but there is a movie on in my mind that is one of the worst, and it's the Vampire's Kiss. Yeah, no, that's not here. But Bangkok okay. Dangerous got 9% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Then the next one was Joe. Which actually was I know that movie. Joe was I don't but it was eighty seven percent on uh Rotten Tomatoes. It's a more recent movie of okay. his. Uh then one that me and you have a big problem with that me and you both uh it was be it came out before we knew each other and this was one of our bonding moments saying how much we hated <laughs> this movie and it is bringing out the dead, which is a that Martin Scorsese movie. movie. It's so I hate fucked it. Up. It's so boring. It's so boring that movie. I just sat there, didn't know what the fuck I was watching. Well, Jesus that's the worst Christ. part. When I watched that movie, I went to this freaking house party. These people, like, I've been wanting to, like, I wanted was to be a like, jammy, jammy jam. 
It was yeah, not a pajama jam jam. No. These guys were older than me though. I was 18. I think they were like 22 okay. and shit like that. But I go over to this house party and I desperately want to like, you know, have them yeah. like me and shit. Yeah, yeah. And then in most of it though, they're sitting around and watching Bringing Out the Dead. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, but you Why? didn't want to And we just them, sat right? there and we watched this so piece boring. of shit. There was, they were smoking pot, weren't they? Yes, we were all of smoking Of course pot. you were. That's the only way I could think of watching that movie. <laughs> I don't smoke pot, so I have to sit there sober watching that. Yeah. 71% Rotten Tomato score. Really? Right. Yeah. It's Martin Scorsese. They're, they're going to fucking rate that high. I was bored out of my goddamn so skull. So was I. The next one, Army of One. I don't Army even know what that is. Army of One. That was a 27%er on Rotten Tomatoes. And the final one, Eric, you know of, Lord of War. That got 61%. That, that was and again, okay. That the thing is, I've heard of that movie. I've never watched yeah. it. I was actually I, I watched some of it. Thing when we were talking about having this story tonight, I went and looked up all of Nick Cage's movies. Yeah, you know, oh, I did too. You know, we want to have a top five going on, yep. but I needed to fucking you know pick a good five. And the thing is, I realized I struggled to pick five movies. Really, and his, I, his credits I, go on and on forever. Mine were pretty easy to pick, uh, but we're going to do that because I said we do end the podcast with the top five, but that's going to be a different one. This is actually the top five movies that I would pick if I was doing the caged, uh, you know, this film festival. I would have start off Valley Girl, Eric. I'm a big fan. Then the next one would be The Rock. Which I think is a great movie. I know that it's kind of, I don't know, it's not aged very well. I don't think it's aged well, well yeah. Uh, but I did really like it. So Con Air, it goes with that. Rock Honestly, and Con Air really is, go I together. I took that out of my list, but Con Air and The Rock are two great double features put together. Yeah, it is a great double feature, but Con Air, I think, really didn't age well. Kind of like Nick Cage himself, Eric. But uh, number three, I don't think this is one that you are a big fan of. Uh, I was in college. My one buddy loved this movie. We watched it a bunch of times, and I do really like it. It's Honeymoon in Vegas, which I, I really, really like. Did you ever I, see I'm sorry, it? I, I have watched it, and I don't recall it. That had the Flying Elvis. Uh, the yeah. Flying Elvi were Liz the big the part of that. Yeah. No, actually, that was leaving Las Vegas. Honeymoon in oh, Vegas was you're uh, right. uh, Sarah Jessica not, Parker. You know you're right. I did not yeah. watch Honeymoon in Vegas. Yeah, Honeymoon in Vegas was really good it was a funny movie i really liked it you should watch that sometime it's okay. actually pretty good number two face off which i think is great i think nick cage is awesome in that movie it's, honestly in my mind it's one of his best performances yeah, i think it's great i'm Especially telling you when that, he's playing caster troy this oh yeah over it's the top so he he's so over the top I love uh, and so number much. one national treasure dose Eric. national treasure dose. two yeah i went two. i actually enjoy two a little bit more i uh, don't I, I, I actually, and the, the other thing about it is, I didn't want to put two National Treasures on the list. I like National Treasure. I don't know. I really like National Treasure too. I, I did, but uh, I like the first one way better uh, than well, I like the second your, one. Well, what would your, what uh, would your, and also it's funny. Somehow I wanted to include the Mummy and just pretend that Nick Cage was in that because I think he would have done a good job there. I think he would have done a good job too, just the because mummy. of the National Treasure for some reason. Yeah, I think but, he would have uh, been good in the Mummy. Well. What we're always looking for in our minds, and this is how I see it, is that we're always looking for that next Indiana Jones movie. And for a yeah. while, there, the Mummy came out, and that's what we had. And then National yeah. Treasure came out. I'm like, yeah, okay, National this Treasure is our I next really Indiana like. Jones yep. movie. And I think that's why we put them together like that yeah, in our minds. Yeah, yeah probably. What but, is your uh, list? All right, I did my list a little bit differently. I was going for a top five, you know, my favorite yeah, ones. Yeah. So I wasn't trying to compliment each one going into it. Like, yeah, I wasn't making a mixtape out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I have The Rock, okay, Raising yeah. Arizona. Yep. Family Man, 
National you like Treasure. That family, man. I really do like that film. Yeah, it's a hokey really movie. Like I watch it every fucking year, though. Wicker Man on your list there? Absolutely not. <laughs> it's a terrible fucking movie. Weatherman? Uh, that one there? Dude, you spend half the time in that movie with him staring at his young daughter's camel toe. Yeah, you really don't like that. That bothers the shit yeah. out of me. Ghost uh, but Nash- National Treasure and then Face Off we end with. Face Off, yeah. Yeah, Face Off is – I really – I saw them in the theater twice. So did I. I loved it so much. But, yeah, that would be our Nicolas Cage bit. And the last – the last Before story you know, of the I, night. I don't like freaking John Travolta that much in that movie, though. No, I, I'm telling you. Like you said, is Kester Troy that over the top? And I'm telling you, when he's going and those doves are flying, he's fucking oh my god! When he's dressed up as it's the so uh, good. He pulls the out priest, gold fucking like, oh uh, those gold uh, guns, it, yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's so great. I'm gonna go watch uh, that yes. now. The last bit of news here, Eric, is Cadbury Oreo is looking for a chocolate taster, and that would be a job you can apply. This is more of a. Uh, it's a public service. I'm announcing that they're looking for a job, and hopefully, Eric, you will fit the bill. One of the world's leading chocolate brands is looking for a professional chocolate taster who can provide honest feedback on their products. And it's the Mondelez company who owned Cadbury's, Milka, and Oreo. And right away, we saw Oreo, and we were all into this thinking this was a cookie taster. Damn right. It does seem to be a chocolate taster. We'll pretend it's a cookie taster as well, Eric. Uh, But they need someone they can trust. This is all from their website, too. They can trust to try out new products and tell them what they think. The job with the official title of chocolate and cocoa beverage taster. Uh, what so, do you think? Like cocoa beverage, you just in your mind Cocoa beverage in my mind is like a Nestle's quick kind of shit. To me, it's, yeah, it's chocolate milk. Or it's hot chocolate. I, what else is that? Yoohoo? Well, that's it. That's chocolate drink. <laughs> uh, I'm not a big Yoohoo fan. I used to be a huge Yoohoo fan. So was I. And then all of a sudden I realized it was just chocolate water and it kind of I'm disgusted like, me. It disgusted me as yeah, well. It, it really did. Thing. And even when you're looking at it and you're like, it just looks just like dirty, dirty dish water. water. It just <laughs> looks like dirty fucking water that somebody was taking a bath in. Probably post fucking Toasties. Post Malone or whatever the fuck his name is. Post toasties. The job with the official t- chocolate and cocoa beverage station requires seven and a half hours a week, Eric. I don't know if I can it's take right up that. My alley. Seven and a half hours a week between Tuesdays and Thursdays from the lucky candidate. The professional sweet treat checker, sweet treat, will be working with 11 panelists. This is where it all goes downhill for me because yeah. I'm like, okay, you eat chocolate check. I'm not a huge chocolate fan. Maybe that's what they'd like. They like somebody who is not a huge fan, so I'm not going to go gaga over the fucking, you know, chocolate. I could stand working seven and a half hours a week. I could go. That's two hours more than I do now, Eric, but I I can struggle. Uh, But once you have to work with 11 other people, and then I'm out. The professional sweet treat checker will be working with 11 panelists and a panel leader in the company's Reading office. And that is Reading in England, Eric, not the piece of shit Reading uh, near us. Those interested in applying must have a passion for confectionery and taste buds for detection. Well, who Do you does? have those? Do you, don't, you have a taste buds for detection? Well, that's the thing is we talked a little bit about this earlier. I'm like, I'm not one of those guys who can drink a glass of wine and tell you every goddamn thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know what they want these taste buds for detection. I can tell you if something I'm tastes telling good you, or that's bad, what though. they want. It, that's, you would make it up. You sit there and eat it. I I see a, a hint of raspberry. 
and say like that. Now, taste buds for detection, from what you told me before we started, there's a couple guys in that weird science after hours that have some taste buds for detection, if you know what I mean, Eric. I do. You know what I mean. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what they – do you have to be fancy testers? Like, is this like a wine tasting? It's goddamn chocolate. I, I imagine you're eating a Cadbury egg, and they, they want to know, does that taste sweet? Since it's the Cadbury Oreo Company or whatever it is, I'm breaking off and just rating the cookies. Yes, yeah, you're doing that now. We we got in a bit of an argument today when we were talking about this because you said, yeah, I'd do that. I'd have my milk. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking milk? They want you to taste the chocolate and maybe the cookies. If you know, you might branch out. You're not allowed to sit there and drink milk with them. That's not part of the game. That is a staple of everything that is part of the game, no matter what. You have milk with cookies, but that's not what they're testing. And again, they are I testing had, whether it tastes good. I had, I'll tell them. I had a Cadbury egg this week, and I have not had one in a while. And I used to really like them. And I, you know, you bite. I don't know how everybody eats it, but I would assume they do the same thing. You bite up kind of halfway, and then you lick out all the goddamn yeah, yeah. In, insides, and then you, you're left with that half a shell of chocolate. And I can't get it down. I have a problem eating chocolate. That I, it actually makes me gag. I, it ends up getting stuck in my throat. I have a lot of problems with it. But yeah, I need milk. So I, but I don't think they're going to give you milk <laughs> at this job. It's not like yeah. And I could also see that. I've seen people do these taste tests and things like that where they're working for places like this. And a lot of them like eat. They don't ever swallow half of the stuff. They kind of chew it. They get the taste and then they spit it out, which is disgusting. Yeah. Fuck fatty over there. You'd be eating like you'd be fucking grabbing other people's shit, just shoving it in your mouth. Look, but yes. I only have a couple hours. I'm getting as much as I can. This is exactly. gonna be dinner, lunch, and breakfast. I, I wonder. It'd be funny too. I imagine that at the beginning, they're like, okay, they're they're gonna go with that old age old thing where when you show up, they're gonna let you have the run of the factory. You can eat anything you want and to <laughs> an extreme level, so that you stop wanting to eat it and look at it as a job. Th- that never happens with you no. or me. I would sit there. I'm telling. What I happens went, is I now need a stool because my legs can't support my weight. Uh, in a, one of my most embarrassing things, I told you about this, and I glossed over it before. Uh, I went to the Just Born factory where my old job, we were actually doing some work there. They are the ones that make peeps. And when you go in, Gross. you pretty much can grab as many peeps as you want. They have a lot of peeps there at the front. I was told to stop taking peeps, and I believe I might have been the only one. And I, this was not like me grabbing packages of peeps and putting them in my pocket or shoving them in my – that was me eating them. And they said, excuse me, sir, you got to stop. And I and my boss was there, and I was very embarrassed that I got told to stop eating That's peeps. That's right, fatty. And, yeah, and, and the thing is I think that uh, my, my buddy Pete at that moment – Probably uh, uh, guesstimated that I may have had forty peeps at that. You keep point. talking about Lady Gaga's fucking muffin yeah, top, yeah, fat fuck. Hey, really? I, I'm not there dancing at the Super Bowl. I don't need to fucking. You know, I don't have that revealing outfits. Another bad thing was one time we went to a. Uh, it was a cryogenic lab where they did like this dental stuff that they were making. And when we went there, they mentioned us. Hey, by the way, and this was a fancy place. So right. when we got there, sick. they're like, hey. By the way, there's there's a refrigerator over there, and we were going to be there for a while, and in the refrigerator there was quiche, and there were two big things of quiche, and me, and, and probably me, 
I, I ate both. I ate the whole thing of quiche, not realizing Who that this does was that? this. This was. I thought they were saying we could have it. This was actually quiche for a meeting the next day. They thought <laughs> that we were going to take. Like one of them had a piece out. The other one was for the next day. When they went to get the quiche, it was gone. I ate it. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we didn't realize we were being filmed in this room, which we should have realized that. Obviously. And, and my buddy who was working with me ended up getting a skeleton. They had like a, a you know a, a skeleton type deal, like a, a you know what I'm saying, oh, a yeah, doctor yeah. skeleton, and and was simulating fucking it in all sorts of positions. <laughs> and yeah, we we were told the next day we our boss got a, a call that we weren't allowed back. There. I, I'm actually <laughs> surprised that you got to work there as long as you did. Yeah, yeah, it was just that one day. I guess they went through the footage, but oh my god, and, and there was like yelling of skull fuck. Oh, it was awful. Of course, <laughs> it was awful. And they never, luckily, they didn't explain to the boss like what went on. They just said, yeah, you know what, we're gonna go with somebody else, and and. And actually, it ended up okay. It wasn't a great job anyway, and it seemed like this place was notorious for not paying bills. So we might have saved the company, Eric. That's how I look at it. But yeah, oh, nice. guy was riding this thing. It was so funny. It was great, too. And he had, at one point, he had like a, like the skeleton was jerking him off. Oh, it was hilarious. Boy, do I got a hilarious. bone to pick with you. Oh, it was hilarious. We were yelling stuff. Ooh-wee. But yeah, uh, you can apply. Uh, those interested in applying for this job uh, can go to the company's LinkedIn page uh, that says it's an entry-level job. Uh, so years worth of chocolate tasting may not be necessary. It did not say a salary though. Uh, but yeah, this was the only reason we put it is because that sounds like a job we would like. I would like to be the we taste just want tester a job at Burger about eating. King. Yes, and yeah, you could actually go to the Mondelez website if you're in the Reading area and want to apply. Uh, but this led to us though that was for a chocolatier. Uh, tasting. Uh, we wanted to have to end the uh, episode with our top five. Now, I, I changed this because I thought that it was very misleading, Eric, and I think that you will like this name for a top five. Top five store-bought cookies. It's store-bought. Yes. Uh, and I will tell you mine first, and I don't think you will know the first one. My first one, number five, Pepperidge Farm Bordeaux cookies. Have you ever had the Bordeaux Cook. The thing is, we talked earlier about the Milanos and all that stuff and how the That'll Pepper's be later Farm, on my list. I'm saying, though, it was one of those big cookies. Like, that was, in my mind, the mom's cookie. Like, these are the it fancy was. cookies that moms get. And I, I, I bit into it because, like, I stole some from my mother. I, what love I did the Milano. Because everybody always talked these up. Like, these were the fancy cookies. Yeah. Kind of Toblerone was. But the oh, candy the Toblerone. My youngest but, son loves the Toblerone. Well, in my mind, growing up, these were the fancy things yeah. you don't get all, all the yeah. time. So when I ate it, I had this whole hype in my mind how this could be the greatest thing I ever had. And I didn't really care for it. And with yeah. that, ever since, I never really went back to Pepperidge Farm, so I do not know no, the cookie the, you're the talking Bordeaux about. The Bordeaux is a very crunchy, thin cookie that actually has a uh, – I don't know if you'd say like a, a caramel burnt sugar taste. Okay. Like, see, what I'm telling you is I deserve to be on this panel with that description. I actually <laughs> looked that up because I knew you weren't going to – and I couldn't describe to myself what it was. I love them. They're really good. I haven't had them in a while. Now I want them. Now, number four, the weird thing about number four, it is a local cookie, number one. And number two, I always pronounced it different than I think it's really pronounced. So even though it's local, I always call it the Swetzel's spiced wafer cookies, but I think it's the Sweetzels, the way it is spelled. I always and thought it was Sweetzels as well. Yeah, I did too, but it's spelled S-W-E-E-T-Z-E-L-S, so it seems like it would be Sweetzels, but I always called it the Sweetzels, and yeah, it's the, the one that has the orange and black box. They're ginger yeah. snaps, basically. I love those goddamn things. I'm really... 
they are teeth breakers. Those I, I, fucking I, I cookies. The thing is, I really liked them as a kid. Not so much as an adult. Really, they are probably the hardest cookie ever. I think I have broken and, a tooth on them. Before. And I'm t- that's one of the reasons why I liked them as a kid. They really can't go stale. They really can't because they are already hard as rock. I love them. I love them with milk. All these I love with milk. But uh, number three, the double stuffed Oreos. Uh, once they introduced the double stuffed, I could never go back to the game changer. Oreo. Yeah, it was. And now they have the mega stuff. I think that's bullshit. It's too much. The double <laughs> stuff is per- to me the double stuffed Oreo is the double cheeseburger at Wendy's. It's the yeah. perfect amount. It's right. It's perfect. Number two is the Pepperidge Farm Milano cookies that you mentioned earlier. They are mommy cookies, mommy, mommy. But because uh, my mom would get them, that the reason I love them, they are one of the few things as a kid that I really enjoyed that had uh, dark chocolate. Right. And I'm a dark chocolate fan, so I didn't get a lot of dark chocolate. Fancy. Stuff. I really like. But number one, not fancy at all, Eric. I think it's the perfect cookie. I love it. Do you get chewy with it? I'll fucking kill you. It's the Chips Ahoy. I if I had a problem at one point <laughs> where I had to tell my wife when she did the food shopping. To, to stop buying Chips Ahoy because I would, you know, you'd get the uh, the tube or whatever you'd call it, the fucking container, the, yeah, the yeah. sleeve, and I would eat at least one sleeve at any <laughs> sitting. Like, I could not eat less. And I would get to the point where I would even sit and think to myself, I am going to vomit. I have eaten <laughs> so many of these cookies. And I will say, just mentioning that as well, I cannot eat cookies without milk. Now, we I joked about the, the job earlier where you said you wanted milk. I'm saying it's just me sitting there. I cannot eat any cookie without milk. And See, I chips ahoy to me are just awesome. I love what you. Them. What you got to do then when you're the favorite cookie? You got to you know you're eating the cookie, you're drinking your milk. You yeah. get a full glass of milk though, and you load about like five cookies. Go. You just put Here them right go. in the glass. That is let disgusting. Them sink down to the I'm bottom. telling you, and you let it no- sit there for a couple minutes, and then at the time you're done eating cookies. You just let that freaking like that sloth come down. That's disgusting. That's that is the most disgusting thing. You have told me about this many a time, and every time I want to vomit. You are uh, people don't know from your your descriptive powers. You you end up getting a full glass of goddamn milk and not dip the cookies in. You throw them in and then let them become oh, a sludge. The, the, I'm saying when you have them becoming this slurry, the sludge. I said it's a slurry. It's fucking you, uh, disgusting. You can still take the other cookies you have and dip oh, them in there, and then you can still enjoy disgusting. that way. But that at the so, end, it's, I said, a, it's the grand finale is what I, it is. Yeah, you drink that finale. milk, and you let that oh, slurry just slide down so into your disgusting. mouth. And you I said, chew up the chips. I just imagine that your milk It's like your mom would probably do it and then spit it in your mouth. That, to me, would be like somebody spitting in my fucking Fucking mouth. That's disgusting. I would never do that. I think anybody who does that is, is so beyond bad. just ridiculous. The worst and, part is, though, as a kid doing this and everything, because I have not done that in a long Actually, I did that a couple years ago just to try it out again. It's so still very disgusting. good. But I was the biggest jerk, too, because being an adult and doing this, I realized there were problems because this leaves such a gross yeah, film all over the cup, that, and it I would, would never wash it sediment. out as a kid. It leaves that sediment. Even when somebody – I don't dip cookies. What I do, Chips Ahoy, I'll bite half the Chips Ahoy into my mouth and then guzzle a bunch of milk, and everything goes in my mouth as it goes down. Uh, my son Rafe dips, and even then you'll get that little sludge that sediment on the side of the cup when you finally drink, but it's little, that annoys me, and that disgusts me. I can only imagine the amount of shit that's on the side of your cup. When you're done, I'd kill you. Oh, it's disgusting. you got to try it. It's so good. No, I will never try it. First off, just the, the whole idea of this seems like you have to wait for the cookies to dissolve. Oh, you now do. my milk has gone down a couple levels of degree. 
I can't, or up. And now it's warm milk, and I'll fu- I'll throw up. I can't stand it. My milk has to be ice cold. You are or you are starting to fuck with the process. I I sit there and just guzzle it. Huh. I, I'm telling you, the only cookie in my bit of stuff that I would actually dip would probably be the Milano cookies. I probably would dip those, uh, because, but I'd never drop them in like you. You know you're, what? You're I, a like, heathen. I knew- I knew we were talking about this tonight, so to get ready, I actually ate an entire box of Edmund's Chewy Chocolate Chip Cookies and a half gallon of milk. Oh, fuck, I hate chewy cookie. I hate chewy chocolate chip cookies too. Go on with your list, and I'll yell about that because I I really think that any sort of chewy cookie like that, they they've done something to it. We talked about this way back on our our main podcast. I think it's black magic, and also I, either that or some fucking fucked up chemical. It's like the chewy element they give it, and it ends up making it not taste like a chocolate chip cookie to me anymore. No, no it tastes delicious is what it tastes like. Do, but they have like do they have other crazy, like, I've, I've rarely seen a chewy peanut butter cookie. Like, you know what I mean? It's always ch- chocolate chip. Where's the yeah. chewy shortbread? I want I that. Know. Is shortbread it's usually because chewy? It, they, no. But I'll neither though, is the chocolate of, chip. Ch- I chocolate like regular chip cookies are chewy when they come out I'm of the oven. I'm telling you, they're yeah, but not all chewy like that. Usually, if they are chewy, they actually have you know that hard bit of the bottom where they're cooking. I don't like cookies that are big and cake like. That's it's just like I like uh, fucking brownies. I don't like chewy brownies. And if you put fucking frosting on brownies, I'll fucking slice your throat. I'm saying there. you. Uh, the thing is, you are totally insane in this whole idea because the only way you like a brownie is if it's yeah, burnt. it's hard. Now it's hard as rock. The, the, the way you properly do a, a brownie is you put some frosting no. on there, and it has to be chewy and delicious. No, a frosting. There's you look at brownies when you get the the fucking brownies. There's a brownie box. You look at it. There's no fucking frosting on it. That's added on, and it's bullshit. That's for somebody who doesn't like the taste of a brownie. You're not getting a brownie. You're getting a fucking. It's not cake. It's called a brownie. You ever have a brownie cake? It's delicious. No, I, I don't want icing on a brownie. I I, I really that. If I walked into our break room tomorrow and somebody made brownies with icing, I'd get them and fucking shove them right in their face. <laughs> Take your brownies. But you're gonna ruin the brownies for everybody else who thinks yes, they're delicious. I would. I'd fucking then I'd fucking stomp on them and then go out and I don't know punch somebody in the face. I think you don't talk. I just I I am <laughs> actually I'd walk in and probably eat five of those brownies <laughs> and then go and complain <laughs> as I'm on the toilet. <laughs> I I just don't understand. I don't understand brownies with icing. I I really don't. Also, what also gets me is when you get the Rice Krispie treats and then they got a drizzle chocolate on them. I don't need that. I love a Rice Krispie treat. See, I like I to want... put chocolate chips in there. Fuck that! I'm telling. This is the same as you saying you want chocolate chips and a goddamn oatmeal cookie. You go with the classic. The classic is a classic for a reason. I like to improve on things. It's not an improvement. You, you it is now in my fucked mind. It. You've now fucked it up. Number what are five your of my what list. What are your shitty picks? Caramel Delights. I will not call them Samoas because I had no idea they were named Sam- that until a couple of years ago. That's me after I'm eating a brownie. <laughs> I do love those. I, I call them Samoas. It's my favorite girl scout cookie of all time. And I, I, call, I always call them Caramel Delights. And the thing is, yeah. they've been pushing that Samoa name for so long now over the past couple of years. And that's why I finally heard it. I yeah. had no idea what I knew. Yeah, I do like kid. those. I though I said to you, once they started calling them Samoas, I just thought of the wild Samoans. That's all I thought of The too. wrestlers. And it made yeah. me smile. Made me smile. Number four, E.L. Fudge. Oh, I don't like those. You don't like the little hard no, cookie with the fudge no, in the middle there? I don't there? like them. No, I don't like I them. I enjoy I don't like the any, hell out of I, them. There is not one Keebler cookie that I like. I hate them all. 
Who's the CL Fudge and what's he up to? Eric? I, I just don't like He's him. He's making I don't, delicious cookies. I don't like that him. brand of cookies at all. I really I don't. I enjoy them. Yeah. I say I, I don't get them very often. That's why it's so hot, like low on my list. Yeah. But like, even that, like I get them more than the freaking Girl Scout cookies. So I get them maybe once every two years. Girl Scouts once every five years. And I will say the Girl Scout cookies I do the Samoans. I they're my favorite. They are yeah. my favorite. Uh, say it right, I am one of the lights. few people it seems that just I detest the uh, the what's it called thin mints. The thin mints. I can't stand them. Yeah, I, don't I, like I them. really don't like them. Go on. Chips Ahoy original. Yeah, crunchy. That, that's you put them in that milk. You let them sit there, become a no. nice slurry, and then you freaking down it in there. Why would you do there. that? It's Disgusting. so disgusting. You know, you know what's better than Chips Ahoy original though? Oh, I Chips know Ahoy what you're Chewy. Say no. I hate those. I oh, hate I love them. Man. When I, I get so excited when I see that red box because I know it's going to be delicious. We we get the uh, Aldi's version, and we're in there, and my son, can we get the? Chi- I'm, I'll kill you. I end up getting them for them, and that's where you know that I really don't like something. If you know th- we get two packages of them, and I've not had one at all since we've been shopping there for everything years. Right away, they do. We got the Star Crunch. I'm telling you, they're gone before they hit the house. <laughs> Gets me so like upset. A, I almost put on my list Star Crunch just to piss no, you yeah. off and say, "Oh, yeah, it's, a cookie, it's Jim. not a cookie." <laughs> what is uh, your and, next? And one? number one with a bullet, double stuffed Oreo because it is the yeah. ultimate one. It and is. even with that though, because you don't like the mega stuff, I will take one of the the the, uh, the ends off of the freaking Oreo and make an ultimate stuffed yeah. cookie with the I'm double stuffed. I'm telling you, I I don't go, I don't play with my food like that. And I, I I'm too busy <laughs> eating them. And yeah, that's also the thing. If we have double stuffed Oreos in the house, you better get them quick. Oh, yeah. uh, because everybody in our house loves them, and it's, it's funny. like in my house, the, you better get the, to them quick because yeah. I've already eaten them. Yes, well, that's and now you have you include even my wife who loves double stuffed Oreos. Then she started liking the vanilla cookie Oreos, and then I, don't I know didn't if I ever like had those. those. I didn't like them. I didn't like those. I had a bunch and, of variations, and I don't remember. Yeah, any they have of them a lot anymore. of variations, and I'm not really down with the variations. I do love me the double stuffed Oreos. Oh, those are good. And even then, I'm dipping them in milk, and the, I don't know. The double stuffed Oreo isn't even see, like a good dipping cookie. But no, I'll, no. I'll see what you gotta do, Jim. Is you gotta take those Oreos, and you gotta just let it like throw it so in the milk disgusting. and let it sink down. So disgusting. <laughs> no, you break it apart, you eat all the icing, and then you fucking put the cookie in your mouth, and you get a guzzle of the milk, and you're good. You're good. It really is. When you those? think of the double stuffed Oreos, all that is is a goddamn bunch of sugar. It's, there's sure nothing, is. There really is nothing else to well, it. Well, they asked me, are you a lover of confection? Yes, I am. Yes, you are. Uh, but that is the podcast, Aaron. That, that is it. We talked about a lot of nonsense tonight. Sure did. Uh, I hope people like it. And again, uh, next week's episode, which would be episode three, will just be going up on the Weird Science Pop Culture Podcast uh, feed. So if you want to, go there and get that you know, feed. subscribe and shit like that. But what do we say at the end, Eric? Do we have something that we say at the end? I don't know. You you always say about feeding your pop culture. You got to feed that pop culture. Feed your need. No, I got nothing for this. Everybody <laughs> yeah, see that's you in nothing. seven. See you in seven. <laughs> Nervous. Very, very dreadfully nervous I had been in M. But why will you say that I am mad? The disease had sharpened my senses, not destroyed, not dulled them. Above all else was the sense of hearing acute. I heard all things in the heaven and in the earth. I heard many things in hell. How then am I mad? Hearken and observe how healthily, how calmly I can tell you the whole story. 
It is impossible to say how first the idea entered my brain, but once conceived, it haunted me day and night. Object, there was none. Passion, there was none. I loved the old man. He had never wronged me. He had never given me insult. For his gold, I had no desire. I think it was his eye. Yes, it was this. He had the eye of a vulture, a pale blue eye with a film over it. And whenever it fell upon me, my blood ran cold. And so by degrees, very gradually, I made up my mind to take the life of the old man and thus rid myself of the eye forever. Now this is the point. You fancy me mad. Mad men know nothing. But you should have seen me. You should have seen how wisely I proceeded, with what caution, with what foresight, with what dissimulation I went to work. I was never kinder to the old man than during the whole week before I killed him. And every night about midnight, I turned the latch of his door and opened it oh so gently. And then when I had made an opening sufficient for my head,